Today's episode is brought to you by The Gallery. Based out of New York, The Gallery is a curated collection of photographs from around the world. While we are all unable to travel, this is a great way to bring a piece of the world to you. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, The Gallery is offering our listeners 15% off of their purchases by using the code 15OFF. Go to thegallery.com, that's G-A-L-R-Y.com, so your wall will never be boring again. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to give us a little more support, check out our YouTube channel. Just go to search Meow Mix Podcast on YouTube. We're the first one that pops up. Jerry does a great job of cutting up our episodes into more bite-sized chunks, putting some video with them. Really cool. Like and subscribe, please. It really helps us out. Appreciate it. Welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's show, we are going to go through the schedule. We're going to go through wins and losses, ties maybe, I don't know. Maybe Jerry has a tie, I don't know. Um, we're going now to give I our final, make a tie. <laughs> final season prediction uh, in terms of records. Then we're going to go through a few awards that we think, you know, just, just a prediction episode essentially. Um, but before we get to that, there were a lot of cuts, there were some signings, there were some waiver claims, a lot of stuff going on over the weekend. So Jerry, why don't we talk about some of the Panthers news? Well, the initial cut down had very little shock value except for one name. Reggie Bonavin was cut and that was a big surprise to me, you, and a lot of Panthers fans. We just assumed he was making the roster Probably going to be the second guy, but Mike Davis kind of took that. And now he's cut. Uh, Carrere Vidvik, the kicker-punter that they brought in to compete, no longer on the team. TJ Green, who was getting starting reps at the beginning of training camp, Mm -hmm. cut. Yeah, interesting. Um, TJ Green, I think, is probably the most surprising one to me. Um, I had heard... And I had seen some people that were sort of predicting that Bonifin might be let go um, just because of how good Mike Davis had looked in practice. Uh, but TJ Green, I thought, given our just dearth of talent at that position, I thought he was a shoe-in. I thought he easily would have made the team. Guess not. I mean, they didn't like him. And this one's going to break your heart. Jordan Knezic is cut. You will no longer get to hear me butcher his name. Oh, man. Well, that mm, that is a tough one. It was a little surprising. He played good last preseason, but I guess he didn't look good in camp. Now, after Saturday's cuts, the waiver wire period hit. And all the bottom roster guys shake in their boots because they know they can easily be dropped the next day. And unfortunately, that happened to a few of the Panthers. The Panthers went ahead and picked up cornerback... Rasul Douglas, defensive end Sharif Miller, and offensive tackle Trent Scott. Uh, Rasul Douglas and Sharif Miller were from Philadelphia, and the offensive tackles was from the L.A. Chargers. Now, to get down to 53 again, they had to release three players. 
rookie safety Kenny Robinson, defensive end F.A. Obata, and tackle Matt Kasky. F.A. Obata hurts. I do not like this move at all, especially for the guy, the defensive end they brought in. The guy has been in the league for two years and hasn't played a snap. He's he's nothing, and Obata seems to really show out when he gets chances. Yeah, I don't I don't understand that one at all. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's not like FA was making a ton of money, Mm-mm. and he's been on the team. He knows the guys. Uh, people love him here. I mean, he's a fan favorite. Is Sharif Miller really going to do anything that Obata can't do? No. And, and we had talked about a little bit that Obata even has some versatility in him, can play a little bit of defensive tackle. I don't know if Sharif Miller can. I haven't done much research on him. But, uh, man, I mean, Obata getting cut, that 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 is the most surprising one to me. I will say I he did receive the Mount Rule kiss of death about a week or two ago <laughs> where Mount Rule was raving about him. So, you know, anytime Mount Rule talk someone up he's usually cut yeah and unfortunately obata put a really heartwarming message out on twitter saying how excited he was to remain a panther and how much he loved the city and you know that uh, this was the longest place he had stayed that i i don't know his whole life or in in many many years so uh and then he he quickly you know posted uh well that that didn't age well you know So, unfortunate, man. I hope, hope, yeah, yeah, who knows? You're right. Because with that, they do have to go through the waiver period again, and then if he doesn't get claimed, he may be able to land on our practice squad again. And the Panthers have announced their practice squad. We'll go ahead and knock 13 players, I think, out of the 16, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Defensive tackle, Miles Adams. Defensive tackle, Woodrow Hamilton. Defensive tackle, Bruce Hector. I thought Hector had a chance at making the roster, main roster uh guard mike horton wide receiver ishmael hyman defensive end austin larkin wide receiver markin michelle linebacker chris orr tight end giovanni ritchie sam tecklenburg offensive lineman kerry vedvik is back and reggie bonovan he cleared waivers and he's on our roster i thought he was going to washington and ned trail jamerson yeah, I mean, uh, good thing. I'm glad that Bonifin, we at least get to keep him around for a while. Now, you know, teams can sign players off the practice squad, as we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened with Harrison Butker a couple of years ago, to our chagrin. But, um, yeah, I mean, I hope Obata can maybe return to the practice squad. I think he'd obviously be a candidate that Matt Rule would want to keep around. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when I looked at, like I said, Sharif, I, he just didn't jump out at me that as a guy that, you know, we would drop Obata for. Yeah. Um, however, Rasul Douglas, I think, is a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly don't mind swapping him out for Kenny Robinson, who, by all accounts, didn't have a great camp. Um, it was kind of nice to see all of our, all seven of our draft picks make the final roster. Uh, which you know is no longer the case now, but um, Russell Douglas, you know, third round pick, a couple of years ago, three years ago I think, still a young guy, um, plays at a position that we have a massive need at. So mm-hmm. uh, hoping, uh, apparently he's he's got some skills, he's got some height on him, he's six two, which is good. You know, at, all of our corners are short, so 
this will be a nice um, a nice guy to plug in here. And I, and I kind of tweeted out after I saw this that he probably will immediately, if not be the starter, certainly be in that competition and that discussion. Just not because he is so talented, but because we have such a lack of talent at that position. I don't know. I, I think Troy uh, Troy Pride or Eli has pretty much solidified that second guy right now. Now, if they go well, and get a bigger name guy, I think yes. I think. I mean, Douglas be... wasn't on the team when the, when in training camp, so obviously he's not going to start week one. I don't think, but I think he'll quickly become. I don't. I mean, Troy Pride. We don't know anything about him. Like he's a rookie. He had an okay camp, but I don't think he was incredible by any means. And then Eli Apple, we know what he is. Okay, barring injury, do you think Ras- this uh, Rasul, what is it, Douglas, Douglas, is going to start the season? Week one? No, no, not week one. Barring injury. So yeah. if Dante Jackson, Eli Apple get injured, it, this is doesn't count. Yeah. But do you course. think I he'll think actually start over Eli Apple and Troy Pride? Yeah. You want to make a beer bet on that? Yeah. I mean, if you're giving me free beer, sure. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> beer bet of the year. <laughs> Not of the year, but, you know, yeah. Well, mark yeah. that one down. I don't think I, you will. Uh, oh, man. I, I, this is an easy one. Thank no. you. And like I said, barring injury, because if, you know, Eli Apple and Troy Pride get injured or, you know, injuries happen. Okay, well, I mean, so what if only one of them gets injured? I'll even give it to you if one of them gets injured. Okay. So you're saying as long as it's like everybody ahead of him in the depth chart is yep. hurt. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's easy. I mean, I think he'll start by week three. Okay. But I'm not going is... to make that a caveat, though. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a player that was cut by our team that I would really hope we go after. Because he hasn't signed with anybody. He doesn't go through the waiver claim because he's a veteran. Is Todd Davis, linebacker for the Denver Broncos. He's he's a tackling machine. He's not that old. He's 28 years old. I I want us to go get some veteran linebacker help in this team. Yeah, I mean that's I I wouldn't put that at the top of my list for positions that we still have need at. Um but anytime you can get somebody that with that kind of skills, uh, as long as he's not too expensive, uh, my my um, top need, I think, would be tight end. I just didn't see anybody out there, really, no. that was exciting. So I still think that that's going to have to be a trade if they really want to upgrade this season at tight end. Uh, or, you know, maybe uh, as waiver claims and cuts continue over through the week, maybe somebody drops. But, yeah, I, I don't I, – I, you know, Todd Davis, sure, bring him in. I mean, yeah. it is a position of need for sure. It's just not the highest need, I don't think. I don't think we're going to use a tight end, to be honest with you. I think we're going to sparingly <laughs> use a tight end. We only have two on maybe. the roster right now, Ian Thomas and Chris Van Hertz, and it doesn't look like they're interested in going out and getting another one. So, I, I mean, don't Ian Thomas yeah, is a little banged up, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it could – yeah, I, I don't know. Again, I don't know Joe, Joe Brady's um, – if his game plan involves a tight end, if it's tight and heavy, I have no idea. But the fact that we just don't really have one that is amazing could, you know, you could be right. They just may not use one in that in that way. No. 
I, I just don't think we are going to see many tight end formations, especially more than one tight end on the field at a time. Let me ask you this, just real quick. Uh, who has more yards for the Panthers this year receiving, Chris Manhurts or Ian Thomas? I think Ian Thomas. I still think Ian Thomas is an athletic freak. Should we do a beer bet on that as well? Because I'll take Chris Manhurts. Yeah, we could take that. All right, another beer bet of the season. Beer bet of the season. All right. I don't. I don't like that one. I like beer bet of the week. <laughs> it sounds so much more fluid. Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned Todd Davis. I mean, just around the league, I think Adrian Peterson was probably the only other sort of big name that got cut. This was pretty tame in terms of cuts. Like there yeah. just wasn't a lot of surprises out there. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Peterson, by the way, did get signed by Detroit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, on Johnson and it was DeAndre Swift, I guess the other running backs there probably going to be a three headed monster. Well, they're so. all injured. That's the problem. Detroit running true. back. Yeah. Their three running backs are all injured right now. Yeah. Well, Oh, well. Oh, um, and Josh Rosen was cut and signed to the, oh, yeah, the Bay right. Buccaneers practice, practice squad. Boy, what a demotion. I, honestly, I think that's a good place for him to land. Sit behind Tom Brady. Bruce Arians is a quarterback whisperer. Just... Yeah, it's just kind of crazy that Josh Rosen, you know, number one draft pick, or, well, top, what, top ten draft pick, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, first round draft pick. Immediately, the team that drafted him takes another quarterback the year after that, trades him. He gets no real shot in um, Miami. Miami. And now he's on the practice squad two, what, two years after being drafted. Mm-hmm. Top 10? I mean, that's crazy to me. That When does that ever happen? J- Jamarcus Russell? Well, I mean, they didn't have <laughs> practice squads. I don't think he got to a practice squad, but Jamarcus no, Russell was the say, only one I could think of that. In terms of that that quickly fall, you know, fall from grace. Um, yeah, crazy. All right. Any other uh, news or... Surprise cuts or hope that you sign people you no, want to talk about? Not really. Okay. Just excited. A week from now, uh, within a week, we're going to have professional football. Hey, one more piece of news. Um, Cam Newton was named starter for the Patriots and captain, actually, surprisingly, which uh, that's pretty rare for the Patriots for a first-year player on their team to be named captain. So go, go cam. I'm, I'm super excited to watch him. Yeah. I think that was a foregone conclusion. We all, we know that cam's a great leader in the locker room, a locker room guy. He works his butt off. It's, I was shocked that some people were thinking that Stidman actually stood a chance. Yeah. I mean, you don't even know his name. Exactly. Um, I mean, hey, New England fans, if any of you are listening, uh, yeah, Tom Brady is great, but if Cam is healthy, you never seen anything like Cam. It's, so it's going to be fun. It is going to be fun. And I, I hope he is healthy because, you know, the Patriots are on a lot of primetime games, so we'll get to watch him. All right, well, we'll be back after a short break with our schedule breakdown. <laughs> And we are back. 
All right, so we did this last year. Essentially, we broke the season down into quarters, and then we gave our record for the quarter, you know, briefly touching on each game. We'll do that again, finish up with our overall record and a few awards at the end. Now, before we start this, I just want to say we love the Panthers. We want the Panthers to go 16-0 and every year. We will watch every game. We will watch 60 minutes of every game, unless they go into overtime, in which case we will watch the overtime. We love the Panthers. We may not choose a win for every game this season. We have to look at this objectively and realistically, okay? So no need to comment on YouTube saying that we hate the Panthers because we chose them to go 5-11 and or whatever the, you know, whatever the case may be. We love the Panthers, okay? Everybody clear? Yeah. All right. And, and we did do this last year. I wanted to bring this up, and I went back to the tape, and <clears throat> for last year, Stephen, you had them predicted at 11-5 winning the division, and you wanted to trade for Teddy Bridgewater. Hey, how about that? Yeah, you said we needed a better backup quarterback in case Cam gets in. Oh, that's right. I remember and that. And you wanted Teddy Bridgewater. Now I predicted us to go nine and seven in the wild card hard, ugh, wild card hunt, and I said, you know, for this to happen, I said Cam has to be healthy, and I go, everyone's predicting us to go five and eleven. I go, the only way we go five and eleven is if Cam is hurt for the entire season. So there we go. There you go. Yeah, and I think had we uh, actually traded for Teddy. We would have a much better record oh, than too. five and eleven because Kyle Allen was not a good backup, as we predicted. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I think the best way to do this, Jerry, is: Do you just want to go back and forth with each game, or do you want to go back and forth with each quarter? Let's go with games. Okay. All right. Week one. Now, I don't want to step on this too much because we have our week one. Uh, you know, mega podcast coming up here, middle of the week. Uh, Raiders come in here, 9-13, 1 p.m. I got this as a win. The uh, I, My note is uh, kick off the rule era with a W. I don't think the Raiders are going to be very good this year. I am actually going to give us an L. And uh, by the end of the week, I'm sure I'm going to have predict us to win. But... <laughs> I think right now I'm going to give us the L because of the familiarity with Derek Carr in that offense. Mm-hmm. They're all there. And this is the first time that Matt Rule and everybody's going to be out there together. I think we're going to have some hiccups because of that. Yeah. All right. Let's not go, let's not go too much into that one, but uh, I have disagreements with you on that. Week two, we travel to the new look Buccaneers. This one, I do have a loss, unfortunately. This is, by the way, the second time in a row that we have played the Bucks in Week 2. Uh, but this is a totally different team than last year. So I do have a loss to the Bucks. Tom Brady and crew, get. I think their first, they get their first win against us. Yep. I have us as a W. <laughs> I, have I knew you would. I knew you. Uh, I, I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to get off to a slow start. I think they're yep. going to have some hiccups, and I think they're going to overlook us in week two, and I think we're going to start putting some things together. Now, I don't know how long it'll last, but I think we'll get this. We sneak out a win here. Okay. Go ahead and take us into week three. Week three, we travel to LA 
and play the Chargers at 4.05 on the 27th, I have this as a loss. Yeah, I have this as a loss as well. Um, although I don't think it'll be ugly. Um, but, you know, the Chargers have a new quarterback. However, this is the first, you know, the first time cross-country traveling for Matt mm-hmm. Rule and the Panthers. That's always tough. Um, but you never know. I, th- I This was sort of a toss-up to me, uh, but I did choose a loss just because of the traveling cross-country. I completely agree with that. That traveling across is going to be tough. Uh, Taking us to week four, we play at home October 4th at 1 p.m. against the Arizona Cardinals. I have this as a win. I think this is going to be a close game. It could be a toss-up game. But I think Matt Rule is a better coach, and he's going to prove it. Okay. I have this as a loss, and I have this as an ugly loss. I think the cards are going to be really good this year. Uh, see, I don't. I think they're going to be mediocre. I think that, like, if you were going to bet whoever was going to win that division, that they are a sleeper. I think they're going to be real. They have upgraded that team. Kyler Murray, I think, takes the next step. Uh, unfortunately, I think we catch them just as they start getting hot. So, uh, first quarter of the season is done. I have them at 1-3. and three little bit of a slow start for Matt Rule era, but I think they play the Chargers tough, uh, but ultimately one and three. I have them to two and two. All right, let's move on to the second quarter of the season. Uh, we start off at Atlanta. This is a one o'clock game. Uh, I have the Panthers winning this one. First divisional win, first road win for Matt Rule. Uh, I just don't think the Falcons are going to be very good. I think we split with them. Spoiler alert for a few weeks from now, but um, yeah, I got it as a win. I have us as a no. Uh, we never play Atlanta good in Atlanta. I don't, I don't know why. Does, doesn't matter what year, who's quarterbacking, who's playing. We just never do. Hopefully this changes, but you know that's the way it is. Yeah. All right. Um, wow, we are we are kind of off. Uh, last year, I feel like we were pretty similar. Um, all right, let's see if we're off on this one. Week six, the Bears come to town. This is another one o'clock game. By the way, there's only one uh, primetime game this year, so uh, one o'clock game. I have this as a win. I think Trubisky. My note here is Trubisky loses his job after this game. <laughs> I think he looks terrible against the Panthers. Uh, you know, Trubisky sort of coming back to North Carolina, uh, and we have our first winning streak of the Matt Rule era, two in a row. I, I am not gonna lie. I... This game, I don't know. I really don't know because of what you just said. I don't know if that defense is going to return to form from two years ago or if it's going to continue to slump. I agree with you on the Trubisky thing. I think he's done by the end of the season. I'm going tie. You mentioned tie. I'm going tie. <laughs> wow. What a fancy fencerton over here. <laughs> All right, week seven, Jerry. Take it away. Week 7, we go into New Orleans on October 25th, and I, th- I think we get smacked around. <laughs> yeah, same here. Uh, my only note is the Saints are too good. Uh, Saints are going to be real good this year. They're mm-hmm. going to try to send Drew Brees off with a Super Bowl victory, and I think they got a good shot at it. Yep. Now we go home against Atlanta, October 29th, primetime game, Thursday night. 
Home teams typically have advantage on Thursday nights, and I am going with the W because I agree Atlanta's not that good, and I think we split with them. I also think we split with them, and since I chose a win for the first one, I've got a loss for this one. Um, I just don't think we sweep anyone in the division this year. Uh, I would love to see them win this game, and, and had I maybe realized that this was the primetime game when I was going through this earlier, I might have swapped that wins and loss, but uh, I just think these two games are going to go one and one. Uh, could be either one, but I've got an L for this one. All right, so that's the second quarter of the season. I got mm-hmm. them at two and two. Uh, you know, in the second quarter, with a total record of three and four going into the second half of the season. And I have them one, two, and one in the second quarter, going three, four, and one as the record <laughs> go at the end of that first half. And I should have said I have them three and five. I did. I didn't just count my L's there. So, uh, all right, let's go. Uh, week nine at the Chiefs. My law. Lo- my uh, note here is nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a solid no. No for me too. Uh, uh, yeah, Chiefs. You know, this, the Chiefs are have a good shot at going undefeated this season. And you could. Uh, and going to Arrowhead. It's not even yeah. like they have to travel to us. Yeah. Not not saying there's going to be any fans in the stands there. But, uh, you know, anytime you're going to a hostile environment, just with hotels and stuff, I mean, it's it's a thing. And uh, the Chiefs are come bringing pretty much everybody back from last year. And it's just going to be – they're going to be really good this year. That passing attack against our secondary right now is giving me a stomachache. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a theme in my wins and losses with teams that have good passing attacks. Um, what next one, week week 10, Bucks, Bucks at home, uh, you know, in Carolina. One o'clock game. I've got us as a loss. Uh, my note here is that the Bucks are probably rounding into form by this point, uh, and it could be an ugly, ugly game. Yeah, I agree. I uh, This is the time I think they're getting it together in that they have just – they have more talent on that roster, and I think that will win it. Now, moving on, Detroit Lions, week 11, November 22nd at 1 p.m. I have a W. I think that this is, I think the Detroit Lions are a mediocre team at best. I think Matt Patricia will be fired by the end of the season, and I don't know if Stafford's going to hang around much longer after this year. Yeah, I got this one as a win as well. Um, I think uh, the Detroit Lions, just like you said, they're not a great team. Uh, we've at this point on my predictions, we've lost four in a row, and it's time to get back on uh, the winning path here. Um, so yeah, Panthers get back on track with a win on the, at, uh, or I'm sorry, against Detroit. All right, now we have the Minnesota Vikings going up to Minnesota, November 29th, 1 p.m. Hmm. I have this as a loss. I think the Vikings will be a solid team and pushing for a playoff berth. I think we take an L on this one. Yeah, I have this as a loss as well. Um, Adam Thielen's a really good receiver. Now they lost Stephon Diggs, so they don't quite have that killer tandem of wide receivers that they did have. But Dalvin Cook is very similar to Christian McCaffrey in terms of being able to catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, my note here is that Dalvin Cook has 300 total yards against us in this game. 
So I think uh, I think he, wow. he runs for two hundred and and catches for a hundred. You're insane. Yeah, I just on that. think. Well, you know what? This is twelve weeks in a row that the Panthers have played. Okay, they have not had a bye week yet. Their bye week is after this week. They are tired. They have had to travel to Minnesota. It's probably going to be cold. I mean, it's an indoor stadium, but you know, they're not going to be at their best. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, that this is just going to be a tough one. So, that is the third quarter of the season. I have them going one and three. And, I and things too. aren't looking great. Yeah, I yeah. have them going one and three as well. Yeah. So, I've got, let's see, four wins here and three and seven, eight losses. Four and and I have four wins, seven losses, and a tie. You know, we're getting there differently, but we're, I think we're going to end up at the very similar records here. Um, all right. Week 13 is a bye. We finally get some rest. Okay. We're coming back into the final quarter of the season. We're feeling good. Broncos coming to Carolina. We want to avenge that Super Bowl defeat, even though hardly anybody's still left. We're not going to do it, though. This is a loss. Um I said that could go either way here. I'm not sure what to think about the Broncos this year. Um, they do have some good skill players. I literally flipped a coin, and it came up tails, and it was a loss. So that's that's why I put loss. We are not on the same page. I am going W. <laughs> I think that Denver's an okay team, but I think this Panthers team, week 14 after the bye, they're getting in their group. They're starting to understand each other. They're finally gelling. And we get get a W here. Yeah, like I said, I think this one could go either way. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just, like I said, just kind of flipped a coin. Uh, the next week, week 15 at Lambeau in December, I predict that the Packers will be fighting for a playoff spot at this point. Aaron Rodgers is always dangerous. At the frozen tundra. This is a loss. I agree. I, I think this is a loss. For all the reasons except Aaron Rodgers, I don't even think this is his team anymore. I think it's going to be a running game. It doesn't look Do like think... the new coaching staff wants Aaron Rodgers to wing it out. But yeah. Does does Jordan Love start this game, Jerry? No. No, no, no. Aaron okay. Rodgers okay. is starting. But okay. he's not okay. airing it out like Aaron Rodgers. This isn't an, an Aaron Rodgers... Uh, machine anymore no it's not it's driven on aaron jones to be honest with you yeah you're probably right all right bring us home all right week 16 we had the washington football team going up there saying hi to ron and sending him home with an l i think that team's gonna be a disarray at this time of the season ron will be holding them together as much as he can but i think we have more talent than they do and we just do it. Yeah, agreed. This is a win. Uh, my note here is that Kyle Allen will start this game, and we will not let him beat us. I think this is. Uh, I think the Redskins are. Um, well, I'm sorry. Oh, excuse me. The Washingtons. Uh, they have gone through several quarterbacks by this time. Haskins, I think, just lost his job because he's not very good. Uh, unfortunately, I think Alex Smith might get hurt again. And Kyle Allen is the quarterback for this week. So this is a W. All right. Now week 17. At home against New Orleans Saints. Week 17. 
The Saints are sitting at 13-2, and two, wrapped up home field advantage. Sean Payton benches everybody to have us win and get a worse draft pick, and that's what we do. <laughs> we win this game, not because we're just an overall better team, unfortunately, but I think we do win this game because our team is actually gelling now and going to look good towards the end of the season and go into next year strong. Yeah, agreed. Uh, this is a classic Sean Payton. Screw with the Panthers victory here. Um, Panthers get the win. I have Saints on cruise control. Jameis throws seven interceptions. So this is uh, Jameis has to get his interceptions in somewhere, and I think it's going to be against the Panthers. So this is a W, and that is the final quarter of the season, of which I have the Panthers going two and two and winning their last two games. Yeah, I have them going. Three and one in that last quarter with that win over Broncos. Overall going seven, eight, and one. Ah, I have them at six and ten. So very similar records here. Uh, we both think that they're gonna overachieve by most standards because they are I think they're over unders five and a half wins from Vegas. Most people have us going five and eleven, just like mm-hmm. last year. So uh, I do have them slightly overachieving at six and ten. You have them a little more overachieving with that stupid tie. Um, I have them at seven wins. I have a whole <laughs> win and a half over you. That's true. That's true. No, it's not half a win. It's also half a loss. It's a tie. <laughs> it's a different thing. Um, so, I mean, I, are we happy with six and ten? Are we happy with seven, eight, and one? It really depends on how it ends. It, yeah. If the team looks like they're playing better, they're starting to really play better, then yeah. But if it's, you know, lucky, you know, wins and it doesn't look like the team is playing hard, still a lot of offsides and, you know, mental errors, then, yeah, it's a, well, what are we getting ourselves into? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got them winning three of their last five games, um, looking pretty good, you know, going into into the off season, so... I'd be happy with six and ten. I think as long as, like you said, they're showing some promise. I think that this could be a lot like um, the Hornets' season of the of this past year, where they played a lot of young guys, they got rid of a lot of their veterans, or they, you know, in the Hornets' case, they benched a lot of their veterans. But they had a lot of losses, but they were close losses. The, the guys played really hard, and mm-hmm. I think this is going to be very similar for the Panthers this year. You're going to see a lot of young guys out there. They're going to play really hard. They're going to make some awesome plays, but they're going to make some mistakes. Um, and they're going to learn a lot, and next year is going to be, you're going to see the fruits of their labor. Yeah, I, I agree 100% with that. That's that's what you have to look for this year. Uh, I, this is a season in transition. We're not expected to do much. You know, it's just like when John Fox took over, you know, they, they had the next year, they went 7-9, and nine, but they improved so much, and I think that's what we got to look for. We got to look for the improvement this year. We've got to look for the guys to stand out. And next year and the year after, we're going to be hitting on all cylinders, making playoff pushes. Agreed. Now, um, all right, let's go ahead. Uh, so what is your bold prediction for this team? My bold prediction for this team is that we will have two 1,100-yard receivers. Ooh. DJ Moore and... Robbie Anderson. And I think actually that Curtis Samuel is going to have like 700 yards. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to be up there as well. 
But uh, yeah, I think that we're going to have a more prolific passing attack than we've had in a very long time here. Okay. That actually goes into my bold prediction. We're going to, ha- at the end of the year, we're going to have a top five defense or offense, sorry. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's out of the question at all. Um, particularly because we've got the weapons mm-hmm. and we're going to be down a lot. So we're going to have to come back. There's going to be a lot of offense on this team. Yeah. <laughs> Offensive uh, play calling. Um, all right. Let's talk about the MVP. Now, I think if we both had to choose, if our life depended on it, we'd go Christian McCaffrey, obviously. Yeah. He's going to be amazing this year. So we're going to skip the low-hanging fruit. We're going to call this the Christian McCaffrey MVP Award. And we're going to give it to somebody other than Christian McCaffrey. So who is your Christian McCaffrey MVP of uh, the 2020 Panthers? You already mentioned him. I think DJ Moore. I think he has 1,300 yards, seven, eight touchdowns at least. I think he's going to he's going to become that upper echelon of wide receivers this year. Uh, people are going to consider him a top five receiver at the end of the year. Okay. I knew that you would choose him, so I did not choose him. Though I think that he probably would have been my choice. Uh, I went with Teddy Bridgewater. Somebody's got to get DJ Moore the ball. Yeah. I think Teddy is going to show that he still has it. Uh, I think he's going to have the best season that he's ever had as a starting quarterback going back to Minnesota. Uh, I think Teddy could throw like 27, 28 touchdowns. He's going to keep the interceptions really low, sub 10. And he's going to have about 4,000 yards. I think he's going to have a really good season. Yeah. I could easily see that. I thought about Teddy Bridgewater myself because, like you said, he has so many weapons here. In Minnesota, he didn't have those weapons. It was handing it off to Adrian Peterson. Mm-hmm. And this is, if Joe Brady is the offensive guru that we hope he is and what people think he is, he's going to scheme these playmakers open. Yeah. Now, rookie of the year. I have... I bet it's somebody defensive. Wow, really? <laughs> Do we even have any rookies on offense this year? Even like uh, undrafted guys make the team? I'd have to go look at that. I don't. <laughs> I, don't think so. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Maybe a guard or something. <laughs> go ahead. I, Who you I, got? I wanted to pick this guy, but I know you're going to pick him. So I'm going Itor Gross Matos. Oh. Interesting. Uh, now I. Also wanted to pick, I assume you're talking about Jeremy Chin. Yes. And I assumed you were going to pick him, so I did not pick him. <laughs> I picked Derek Brown. I think Derek Brown's going to be a pro bowler this year. Ooh. Uh, and he's going to be, uh, you know, defensive tackle, not a sexy position on the field for rookie of the year, but I think he's going to stand out. Yeah. See, I thought about Derek Brown, and I didn't pick him because it's so hard for him to stand out because he's just going to. Mm. He's going to be eating those guys up in the middle, freeing up the linebackers, freeing up Etor and Brian Burns on the outside. So that's why I went with Etor. Yeah. And I think but Jeremy we both Chin think is going to we be... We both think it's going to be Jeremy Chin, right? What? We both think it's probably going to be Jeremy Chin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think we Jeremy start Chin's going to be the Swiss Army knife that flies around <laughs> making tackles. and. Yeah, I was looking at some predictions uh, of Rookie of the Year from some NFL writers and... A lot of them had Isaiah Simmons. Nobody had Jeremy Chin listed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're very similar type players. So I don't see why it couldn't be Jeremy Chin instead of Isaiah Simmons. But you got to think, too. The people who vote for that, they're not going to be watching the Panthers. Unfortunately not. It's just they don't. And they don't know that player that well. So if he has mere stats as Isaiah, as Isaiah Simmons, 
Simmons is going to get a ton of votes while Jeremy Chin may get one or two. Well, you say that, but, you know, Luke Keekley won Rookie of the Year on a, what, 6-10 and 10 team, I think? 7-9, and nine, something like that? Um, yeah, but Luke Keekley was a top-10 draft pick. That's what I'm saying. That's true. That's true. Jeremy but Chin he did, he, was he, a second-round you know, draft pick that yeah. most people never heard of. We did it. Plus, there was some national attention for the Panthers with Cam as quarterback and all that. So, yeah, you're probably right. But, uh, you know, I mean, if, if Jeremy Chen's good enough, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. He could be could be the, the next uh, great player. I, you're probably right about Derek Brown, though. It's going to be tough for him to stand out at that position, just unless he racks up some sacks. Yeah, and, and that's the only reason why I didn't pick him. And I think he's yeah. going to have a great year. He's going to be a stud. He's going to really help us out just on defense. Yeah. Hopefully teams won't be able to run like they were able to last year. I do have a special award uh, for special teams. I think Joey Sly is going to have an incredible season this year. I almost picked him for MVP, um, but I thought, you know, I don't want it to go to his head. So, But I do think he will be the special team's ace. He's going to hit. 10 50-yard field goals this year. Not going to miss a single extra point this year. He's going to hit it about 95% overall. A couple of game winners. Joey Sly, you're the real MVP. I don't know what I'm going to do with you. Like, You need to get find a way to get a Joey Sly jersey. That's all I got to say. Oh, I will. Don't yeah. worry about that. You saw that I drafted him today in our fantasy league. I did. Right? I did. Because yeah. I was actually going to take him, but you already grabbed him. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have been extreme. We would not have been doing this podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have gotten tra- a trade offer for him quickly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you want? Christian McCaffrey? <laughs> I just need Joey on my team. Oh, man. All right. Well, that was fun. Um, I'm looking forward to the season. Hey, by the way, you know, I think the that Packers game, that Week 15 game, mm-hmm. could be flexed into a primetime game. So maybe we have two primetime games this year, but looks like it's going to be one. Um, though, you know, if some surprising things happen, if the Packers really are, you know, on the cusp of a playoff berth or something, that could be flexed. That could end up being a Saturday evening game. Yep. And now that the season has started, we're going to start coming out on Mondays and Thursdays. So... Keep your eye out for that. We want to thank everybody for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbox at meowmixpodcast.com. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. And check out our YouTube channel and just search Meow Mix, a Carolina Panthers podcast there. Please like and subscribe. We will... Also have a Wednesday show this week. We are going to join with the Sports Talk Garage guys and go through an NFL season preview uh, for the entire NFL. They are not just a Charlotte-based podcast, so they cover the entire league. So we will be joining with them. I think we're going to put that on our uh, feed as well, so that'll pop up out there, probably with a little introduction from us, but that'll uh, that'll be with those guys. So... We will be back 
Thursday with our week one preview against the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr and the Las Vegas Raiders. It's finally here, the season. Football is here. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thursday night, man. It starts Thursday night. Who you got? Chiefs? Te- Texans? Who you got? Chiefs. Nah, that was, that was an easy one. All right. Yeah, <laughs> Chiefs. <laughs> All right, everybody. Until next time, stay safe out there and keep pounding. Wow, <laughs> wow,